It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of The Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with the series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and we're certainly glad, my friend, to be on the air again today with the wonderful message of the wonderful grace of God found in the wonderful Word of God. And we want to look at a passage in Ephesians chapter number 1 today that has particular relevance to your life and my life uh, as, as something that, that is designed to have an impact in our lives on a daily basis. You know, one of the, one of the questions that are, that's often raised uh, in a Bible teaching ministry such as this, and we come on the radio week after week here at this time, and, and we teach the Bible. And I'm, we're not trying to entertain you. We're not trying to uh, elicit your uh, participation through wild kind of events and so forth. This is just sort of a, oh, I don't know, somebody might even consider it a little stodgy. I, I, I hope not, but, uh, uh, you know, just, just a Bible teaching ministry where we come on and we, we read verses in the Bible, talk about what they say, and talk about how they relate to your life and to my life on a daily basis, about what God's doing. And when we do that, uh, sometimes people say, well, Brother Rick, uh, is, is what you're doing relevant? Is it worth the money you're spending? Is it really relevant to people that are listening? Uh, you know, it's a fascinating thing in our world. The, the, the culture that we live in today, uh, the baby boomers, uh, uh, are the ones who drive culture today. And it's a fascinating thing that uh, the church is realizing that baby boomers are in mass returning to religion, and they have been for some time, especially as they begin to gray and get older. Uh, and, and somebody says, well, for a generation who's been opposed to religion and, and things of God for so long, spiritual things, uh, why is it that they're doing that? Well, one of the answers, obviously, that any anybody would know is an answer is that they're having kids. <laughs> they're having families. Um, and when you have a family, uh, you lose the thing that baby boomers uh, profess to cherish the most. You lose your freedom. You know, you get, you get little babies and... Well, you got to bathe them, you got to feed them, you got to clothe them, you got to tell them stories. You, they grow up, you got to spend ho- do homework with them and have time to do this. And money begins to run short. And when you get them in the bed and you get it all done and you sit on the couch in the evening and you're totally exhausted, <laughs> you know. And uh, ki- kids, kids are wonderful things, but they do begin to consume your life. And uh, many boomers waited till they're uh, probably. Uh, a decade and a decade and a half later than than former generations uh, to have kids, and, and the reason and, and the consequences of that is is very practical. Children cause you to ask the intrinsic questions of life: Why am I here? Uh, why am I doing this? Uh, is, is there any escape? Is there any easier way out of this? By the time the kids are gone, you realize that, geez, I'm going to be in my fifties. Life's going to be two-thirds over. I mean, is this all there is to it? Is there anything more than this? <laughs> well, other generations generally face these questions earlier. 
education, frankly, used to raise and answer these questions uh, for each generation. Uh, no more. These are not things that are uh, the 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 uh, privy of education today. Uh, educational systems have ceased to be the 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 uh, community the the purveyors and the the uh, custodians of our culture. Um, and yet, these are the most practical questions of life. You know, my friend, if you don't have a reason for existing, a reason for dedicating your life to those little creatures that you call your children, if you don't have a reason for that, then it becomes really hard to keep on doing it day after day. You see, what you need is the truth. And what I've discovered through the years is that when people discover that the truth is being obligingly amended to suit their predisposition or a church's predisposition, well, people will no longer believe it's the truth, and they'll be right. Now, when you preach the truth, some people will accept it. Some people will reject it. Some people will reject it and yet later on return to it. But I can tell you this. Those who accept the truth of God's Word rightly divided will discover a very strange thing. It makes you free. My friend, in spite of the responsibilities, the worries, the exhaustion, the incompatibilities, the bill collectors, the, the pain, the whatever comes in life, what you'll discover is that you really found freedom. When Jesus said, you should know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, he wasn't just whistling into the wind. He was telling you how to have life and have it more abundantly. And there's a passage in Ephesians chapter number 1 that, that echoes the, the old refrain of the, the famous quote of Martin Luther King, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. That issue of freedom, that's the heart cry of the soul. I was just down in, in a Bible conference in, in Tennessee. One of the things I enjoy about going back down to Tennessee and, 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 and eastern Tennessee especially is singing some of the old songs that uh, I was raised on down south that uh, we don't sing too much in the Midwest. There's a great song. Hank Williams took the tune and, and, and turned it into a song that he made famous, uh, uh, I Saw the Light. But there's, a, there's an old song in an old, in, in an old country hymn book. It says, He Set Me Free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus to see, for glory to God. He set me free. And if there's anything that, that, that salvation and redemption in Christ Jesus does is it sets us free. You know, you feel trapped. You feel imprisoned. You, you, you feel enslaved uh, by life and entangled by, by life, the kids, the family, the job, circumstances, the house, the car, the utilities, the habits of life, the booze, the, the gambling, the, the work, uh, whatever it is. Feel trapped. Feel constrained. Feel held in. Well, Rome, Ephesians 1, 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The word redemption, a great Bible word, but what it means is to set free by paying the price. You see, what Jesus Christ did in his blood, in whom we have redemption through his blood, what Jesus Christ did at Calvary was he was setting you free. 
He was setting you free from the bonds and the chains and the the uh, the the uh, slavery of sin. Whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. Jesus Christ, in his redemption, he paid the price at Calvary, the price of his own life's blood, to set you free. That's why Paul says that now the the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. My friend, you can't find this freedom in the law system. You can't find this freedom in a performance-based system where you perform in a certain way and then God will accept you. The problem is you don't perform perfectly. You fail. And to fail once is to fail completely. The Bible says, James 2.10, that, that, that if you keep the whole law but you offend in one point, you're guilty of all. You see, that's why he says, but now the righteousness of God without the law, without your performance involved in it, is manifested. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by Jesus Christ, you see, it's by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there's no difference for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. That's our predicament. But God has intervened for us. And being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. That word propitiation, I've said so often, it's a wonderful Bible word. That means a fully satisfying payment. And he's provided that, that redemption, that, that payment that has set you free. And he did it through his blood. When Jesus Christ died at Calvary, he wasn't just dying as another religious martyr to give you some other rule to, to obey. He wasn't dying like, 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 a, like a, a, a religious guru who was just sealing the, the, the validity of what he taught. He was literally giving his life's blood for you. He was setting you free. Romans chapter 6, verse number 6, Paul says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, with Christ. You see, when he died, I died. That's what it means to be in Christ. When you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, God takes you and places you into a complete identification with Jesus Christ. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. You become a, a, a part of a new life that's in him. So much so that his death becomes your death, and we're crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he, is, he that is dead is freed from sin. You see, liberty from sin's slavery, from the, the anger, resentment, the, the, the holding the grudges and the brooding and the vengeance and the, and the greed and the malice and the perfectionism and the adultery and the drunkenness and the, 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 the doping and the avarice and all the other things that bind and hold us, we're set free by his blood, by our identification in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And what God does for us when he puts us in Christ is Calvary takes away the old life 
and his resurrection gives us the new life. And he, he, he died for our sins to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, to put away the guilt of sin and to put away the, 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 the slavery of sin. For sin to be the double cure. See, to, to cure the, the guilt and the debt of our sins, but also to release us from the bondage of a nature that could do nothing but produce bad fruit. And then, having canceled the debt and set the prisoner free, he then gives us his life. The finality of what he did at Calvary that put away sin allows him then to give us the reality of resurrection life in Jesus Christ. I've said it to you many times. It's not original with me. Jesus Christ gave his life for you at Calvary. He put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And he did that so that he might give his life to you when you trust him. And he gave his life to you when you trusted him so that he then might live his life through you day by day in all of the details of your life as you walk by faith in an intelligent understanding of who God has made you in Christ, in whom we have redemption, we have freedom through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Now, this forgiveness has to do with the fact that, we've, that, that God has taken our sins and dealt with them completely and fully and totally at Calvary. And now the guilt of our failure, the debt of our failure is gone. He not only has set me free so that I can function in new life, but he's also forgiven me and sent my sins away to the cross so that the issues of my failure and my guilt are completely dealt with. You see, redemption sets me free. Forgiveness allows me to use that freedom with confidence. To be forgiven totally and completely. How completely? Colossians 2.13. He says, He hath forgiven you all trespasses. That's a complete, total forgiveness forever and for sure. Now, someone would say, but Brother Rick, you, you don't mean that he's, you mean he's forgiven me all of my sins up to the time I trusted Christ. No, he's forgiven you all of your sins. That's the ones of yesterday, the ones today, and the ones tomorrow. I've used the illustration with you many times. When from You have to think from God's perspective. You know, we're creatures of time. We live day to day to day to day, and we think about the moment, the moment, the moment, the moment. But God has a bigger perspective than we do. 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ died at Calvary, now he's only died at Calvary once. And 2,000 years ago when he died at Calvary, he died for you. He died for your sins. Now think for a moment. Were your sins, when Christ died for them, were they past, present, or future? Well, they were all future, weren't they? 2,000 years ago, you were future. And yet, in the mind of God, he know, knowing you were coming, he died for everything that's wrong with you. So from God's perspective, 2,000 years ago, all of your sins were future. And he died for all of your sins. He's, when, when you trusted Christ... He, God puts you into what Jesus Christ accomplished, and what he accomplished was paying the debt for all of your sins. So from God's perspective, it's not a 
the sins I committed yesterday up to today, he forgives, and the ones tomorrow, if I ask him, he'll forgive me. From God's perspective, he just saw them all together. I was future. Everything I was going to do was future, and Christ died for all of my sins. That's why I have complete, total forgiveness. That's why I don't need to be shackled with the chains of unresolved guilt about my sins. When I see my failures, my faults in life on a daily basis, rather than being immobilized by the psychological guilt feelings that are not real guilt, they're just the, 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 the feelings of psychological guilt that come about, they're authored by the old sin nature, and they come about in my life on the basis of a performance-based acceptance. What do you mean by psychological guilt? Fear, shame, rejection, alienation, that kind of stuff. Psychological guilt. They're not real they're not real god you know, they're not godly sorrow. They're just the immobilizing uh unresolved guilt issues that come from psycho- psychological from your psychological nature from and they're authored by your old sin nature. And they're designed to cause you to avoid accountability, to deny, to shift the blame to others, to perform, to make up for them. You see, I I guess I call that Operation Fig Leaf. (laughs) It's Genesis chapter 3. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? Well, they didn't go and confess their their, their, their their failure to God and seek his forgiveness and try to get and, and, and trust his grace. They developed defense mechanisms. They hid. They ran from God. They tried to avoid accountability. They tried to cover up deny what they'd done. Then they tried to shift the blame to the other one. Uh, uh, try, 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 to, try to make yourself a victim so you can avoid accountability and responsibility. Adam said, it was the woman you gave me, Lord. It was her, but it's really your fault because you gave her to me. And then they tried to perform. Oh, we'll just make fig leaves. And we'll replace the covering we lost with a new covering and of our own making. And they did all those things, and that's what men do today. It's amazing. Culture never has gotten any further than Genesis 3 in dealing with sin. But real guilt. You see, real guilt, grace eliminates the condemnation for my sin, the guilt, the condemnation, the judging down for my sin. It doesn't eliminate evaluation. Christ put away sin by the sacrifice of himself so I can look around in my life and find any failures and say, hey, that's the thing Jesus Christ died to put away. You see, my friend, the answer to sin is the cross. There's only one answer. The answer to sin in your life is not rededication. It's not more yielding and more surrendering and more fasting and more praying. It's not a holy war against sin in your life. It's not confessing your sins. All those things focus on the problem. If focusing on your problems would solve your problems, your problems would have already been solved. The answer to sin, God only has one place that puts away sin, and that's the cross. You're free from sin's dominion because of Calvary, crucified with him, dead with him, free from sin. Well, what about when we sin again? Well, somebody says, doesn't God have that little chalkboard up in the sky? Well, every time I sin, you know, he comes along and he puts down a mark. And if I don't get that mark off, well, then I'm in trouble. The answer to that is no. You know what Paul says? Listen to this. This is so fantastic. He says in Romans 4, verse 6, bless, uh, even as David, David describes the blessing of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness without works. That's us. We have his righteousness. 
to him that works not but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Here's what happens when you just trust God and you don't try to do it yourself. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. You see, when our sins are covered over with the blood of Jesus Christ, there's no chalkboard in the sky for God to write it down on again. Rather, what God does is he gives us absolute, complete, total forgiveness, total acceptance, total righteousness in his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. To be free from sin, to be free to use your life in a way that honors and pleases God in all of its details. And I'm not talking about just going to church. And I'm not talking about sitting piously in a pew, nodding your head or amen in the preacher or putting money in the collection plate. I'm not talking about that at all, actually. I'm talking about in the details of your life where you live, with your spouse, with your children, with your neighbor, with the people you work with, living there in the attitudes that you have toward them, in the actions that you take toward them, living there and having it be the life, the attitude, the actions of Jesus Christ living there in you. I mean, we are the body of Christ. We are the flesh and blood through whom he is going to live and make himself real and alive and tangible and manifest in the world as his word works through us. You see, this is an inside-out job. This is an external religion, an external religious, religious legalism and performance you can counterfeit that. That's something. This is this is life inside that lives out. Do you have that today? Do you have the reality of life in Christ Jesus inside of you that then works out through you as you walk by faith in an intelligent understanding of his word to you? Well, that's what the Christian life is all about. That's what being a member of the body of Christ is all about. That's what brings and that's what is freedom. You want to be free? You have it in Christ. You want to have life? You have it in Christ. You don't have it through your performing. You have it through his performance. You don't have it in what you do. You have it in what he did. And then it be his life living through you for his glory. That's why I say to you week after week, it's your faith resting in an intelligent understanding of God's word to you that makes the difference. Let me offer you a free Bible study tape, a Bible study tape that will help you to understand what God is doing, what forgiveness is, how it works from God's perspective, and then you can rest your faith in an understanding of how God sees things and agree with God and know that when you agree with God, you're right. The tape is entitled, Total Forgiveness, You Can Have It Now. You can know that all of your sins are forgiven and that you have eternal life as a present possession. People say, well, what about this? What about that? Well, how about this? Total forgiveness. You can have it now. Let me give you the free Bible study tape to help you understand and rejoice in these things and see them live in your life for God's glory. You call us here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. And I'll be sure that, and I'll be glad to see that you get a copy of this, uh, this free Bible study, uh, Total Forgiveness. You can have it now. You know, my friend, forgiveness, being forgiven by God of all of your sins, having that issue settled once and for all and forever and for sure, 
is the is the the fundamental step toward assurance and confidence in life and it's also the fundamental f- uh, uh, factor in emotional stability for your life it's an important issue you need to have it settled and you can on the authority of god's word to you 888-535-2300 is your number to call and request your copy of the, of the free bible study total forgiveness you can have it now if you'd prefer to write me, you can do that by simply writing me here at the Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's the Riches of Grace, P.O. Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. We are also on the World Wide Web. If you'd like to, if you surf the web, you can find us at graceimpact.org. That's one word, graceimpact. Dot org. And that's what we're trying to do, is to make an impact in, 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 in your life for the grace of God. Not, we're not here to promote some philosophy or some tradition or some religion. We don't have anything for you to join. We just want to exalt a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, out of a book called the Bible and allow God's Word to go to work into your life because you believe it. Paul said to the Thessalonians that they thrilled his heart because when, when they received the word that he preached to them, they received it not as it, not, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. The one ingredient to, to releasing the power of God's word into your life is to believe it. And you'll never be able to believe it until you understand it. You understand what God's saying to you. That's why we talk to you week after week about rightly dividing the word of truth, about dispensational Bible study, so you can grasp God's word to you, and then you can believe it, and you can see it liberate your life. Your faith resting in an intelligent understanding of God's word is what allows the Spirit of God to take the power of that word and put it into the experience of your life. This Bible study, uh, total forgiveness, you can have it now will be something that can liberate your life. 888-535-2300. That's the number to call to receive your free copy. Can I tell you that there are people in your area right where you hear this radio program? You're not alone. There are people in your area that rejoice in God's Word rightly divided. They rejoice in the message of grace, and the grace life is important. It's what, it's, it's what they gather around. And they meet together each weekend right here in your area. They're the, they're the folks that uh, uh, th- these truths that we proclaim week after week, they, they, they've gripped their heart to the extent that they've been willing to put their money where their heart is, and they purchase the airtime so I can be here teaching week after week on this station. I'd like to put you in touch with them. If you don't have an assembly to attend this weekend where the Word of God is taught rightly divided, the message of grace is the issue, and the grace life is, is, is what's lived, then you owe it to yourself. You're robbing yourself, friend. You're robbing your family if you have one, if you're not in that kind of assembly. And there is one for you to attend in your area. You call us here, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. And we'll be glad to put you in touch with the folks in your area where you can rejoice in the wonderful message of grace on a, on a, uh, on a regular basis with, with living saints in your area where the truth lives and works in them. 888-535-2300. That's the number to call. Thanks for being with us again today. Until we meet the same time next week, Maranatha. 
At BurnFat Orlando, we're open to help you lose up to 30 to 40 pounds in 40 days, helping you build a strong immune system, especially in these crazy times when you need it most. The Center for Disease Control states those at greatest risk are overweight, diabetic, and or have high blood pressure. With our step-on-a-scale money-back guarantee, you'll drop the pounds, get healthy, and strengthen your immune system. Call BurnFat Orlando now for our best offer at 855-889-8446 and schedule your in-office or phone appointment or visit at burnfatorlando.com. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code ORLANDO for 20% off. Take the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com. Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and radio.com. Faith comes by hearing the new AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. Florida's most powerful voice in Christian talk radio. 50,000 watts. The new AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN Orlando. W26ACT Orlando. Where faith comes by hearing. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Hi, my name is... 